Hey friend, I'm so glad you're here. I pray that you come as you are and walk away feeling changed. And not because of me, but because of Jesus. In Christ, we are a new creation. We're no longer bound by our past or to do things the way we've always done them, or even the way the world tells us we should. In Him, we are remade and we have new life. So pull up a seat and open your heart as we grow in our walk together and focus on the type of health that's everlasting. Hello, welcome to the Radiantly Healthy Podcast, where our focus is keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus and standing strong on God's promises as we navigate through the struggles of everyday life together. I'm your host, Jenny Chatima, Christ-focused health and wellness coach, and my goal is to inspire you, encourage you, and challenge you to make choices towards a more fulfilling life. Welcome! How are you this week? You know, last week's episode, we talked about godly wisdom. And I've been reading the book of Proverbs. I've been reading one proverb a day, uh, as, as instructed by a pastor friend of mine that... A proverb a day keeps the enemy at bay, <laughs> which I really liked that. And so, um, and Proverbs has a lot to do with wisdom. And the Holy Spirit has really been laying it down. And this morning in my, my time with uh, God, there were a couple verses uh, from, from Proverbs 5 that, that really grabbed my attention. And it just kind of led me to think a little bit deeper um, about the path that leads to death, which is kind of spiritual destruction, or it could be physical death, uh, or the path that leads to life, you know, our relationship with God, the fruit in our life. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're just going to dive right into scripture and we're kind of just kind of going to break this down a little bit. Um, Because as I said, the Holy Spirit's kind of laying it down and there's a couple things that I feel like uh, he wanted me to know, but also that, um, you know, he wants you to know as well. So if you have your Bible, go ahead. Let's open up Proverbs 5. We're going to take a look at verses 21 to 23. Let's go. Proverbs 5.21. For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him, and he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies for lack of discipline, and because of his great folly, he is led astray. And, you know, as soon as I read those, those verses this morning, it was like I was transported back in time 20 years ago and, and what the things that I was doing in my life. And I didn't care about the path that I was on at that time. You know, as I've shared in previous episodes, I was drinking and into drugs and... My life is just so completely different.
And there's promises from God of his blessings if we stay on the path that he has planned for us. But the opposite of, you know, there's kind of this warning in these verses that, you know, if we stay on this path, this, um, you know, the, this path that's, that's consistent with the nature of, of being led astray, that's ultimately what leads to death. And it's interesting because, you know, as I mentioned, 20 years ago, I was in a completely different place in my life. And, but I've only been sober six years. However, you know, a couple decades ago, I was in a very unhealthy relationship. And it had to come to a, a really terrible end in order for me to leave because I was so broken, because the, the condition of my heart, I was just, you know, I hadn't dealt with the grief from my dad's death and, you know, and, and because I was unhealthy, I kind of, that's kind of what I sought out in a partner without really even knowing it. And so, uh, during this time, our, this relationship ended in, um, a really, like I said, a really um, bad way, you know, and I believe though that God had given me numerous chances to walk away and I didn't. And, but after I did leave that relationship, there were a lot of really terrible things that happened to that other person. Very, very scary things that had I stayed or been a part of that relationship, those things could have potentially happened to me. And... So let's fast forward the clock a little bit because um, towards the end of of my drinking, using career, there was this thought that, that I had and it was like, how bad do things have to get or, or at what point um, is my heart just going to give out? You know, after all the drinking, after all the drugs that I put into my body, at what point is, is my heart just going to stop beating because I'm abusing my body so badly? And this was at a time where I already had a relationship with God, and yet I was still choosing this sin. I, I was still... Um, as it says in, in verse 22, you know, he is held fast in the cords of his sin. I was, I was still in bondage to my sin. And I used to think that that, that thought was random. And God just kind of showed me recently that, you know, that's really was the prompting of the Holy Spirit to wake up. Because essentially... I was choosing alcohol. I was choosing drugs. It was a choice that I was making. It was a sin that I was continually committing.
And ultimately, I did. I felt bound to it. Verse 23 says, He dies for lack of discipline, and because of his great folly, he is led astray. I had no discipline really in my life. I mean, I did, but I didn't. Because I just kept doing the same thing and expecting that somehow something different was going to happen. And here's the thing, like when we're tempted by something, if we begin to give into sin, it becomes a habit. And then that habit, the more we give into it, becomes a stronghold. And so there was that temptation in my life because ultimately because of the condition my heart was in, there's that temptation that alcohol and drugs was, was somehow going to fix it or make me feel better. And so I'd give in. And then the more I gave into that, it became a habit. And it wasn't until I tried to quit that I realized I might have a problem. And by then it had already become a stronghold. And I think, you know, we, we underestimate the enemy because as Christians, there's always going to be the temptation to sin. And at the same time, we need to own up to our responsibility to take a look at the path that we're on by the choices that we're making. And as I mentioned, you know, I kind of God brought me back to 20 years ago and I was just making all these just terribly unhealthy decisions. And, you know, I was I was operating out of a place of brokenness. You know, so much of our how we show up in life is tied to the thoughts that we're thinking and the feelings that we're feeling. And it's all connected to our heart posture. If my heart is postured towards the Lord, chances are I'm going to be walking in that path that leads to life. But when I'm not, and I'm not taking a look at these things, and I'm giving in to temptation, and you know that sin that's become a habit and now it's a stronghold, that is the path that leads to death. Whether, like I said in the beginning, whether that's a physical death or spiritual death. And you know, it's interesting because, so as I started to... You know, growing my walk with the Lord, he started to change what I desired. So that, you know, going out and partying every weekend didn't sound so good. You know, maybe it was every other week. And then it turned into once a month. And then from there, it would be like maybe every other month or every few months. Because for me, ultimately, I could go 
Um, I think about three months was the longest that I could go before I'd kind of give in again. And that went on for about five years like that. Except because I wasn't really looking at the deep healing that my heart needed, I was still kind of running from some of these things that were underneath the surface. I hadn't fully processed grief. I hadn't really processed through these unhealthy relationships that I was in. And so even though there was change happening in my life, The real change that I needed was going to happen once I healed my heart. And and the healing that I needed wasn't actually within my own grasp. It needed to come from Jesus. And in taking a look at the path that leads to death or life, we can see how it ties to the Lord. Those daily disciplines that we need of meeting with him each day. Having this personal relationship with him. Talking with him. Opening our heart to him so that his healing love can penetrate those dark spaces that are leading us down that path to death. Because it's ultimately the healing love of Christ that leads to life. And that's the path that we want to walk on. And I understand that, you know, drinking and doing drugs is, you know, might not be a part of your story by any means. I get that. However, let's take a look at something because Proverbs 5 is actually about adultery. It's a warning against adultery. And if we take a look at the sin of lust, let's say, lust is an addiction. It could be a lust for power, for knowledge, for money, for blood, alcohol, drugs, anything really. Did you know that it's lust, adultery, Adultery specifically is the second leading cause of divorce. You know, so maybe for you, that that path that leads to death maybe is that relationship in your life with that person that's not your spouse. And maybe you've been turning to them when, when you've been having a hard time 
or when difficulties come up in your marriage and you're just needing that, you know, that extra support, that someone to talk to. You know, like I said, that we need to kind of get to know our enemy because he's sneaky, he's sly. Not all sin is going to seem like a sin at first. It could start as a friendly relationship. But the end goal with the enemy is division and separation. He wants to separate us from life-giving relationships. The biggest one being our relationship with God. However, God blesses the path that leads to him, the path that leads to life. And as Christians, we are going to give in to sin. Because we live in a broken world, there is going to be the presence of sin in our life. However, with that being said, this is why it's vital for us to have this daily relationship with him so that we stay on that path that leads to life everlasting an eternity with our creator. I'll tell you what, I believed a lie for a really long time that kept me from God and kind of kept me on that path to death for half my life. And I heard a sermon when I, I think I was in middle school and the enemy twisted the words. And what I heard was that there was only a certain number of people that were going to get into heaven. And I remember thinking at that time in my life, even as a young girl, that because of the sins that I committed, that there was no way I was going to get in. And so from that moment on, I didn't bother trying. I thought, screw it, it doesn't matter. I'm not good enough. And I lived out of that for so long. And because the lie that I believed was you are not good enough, I was led astray. I didn't have discipline in my life. 
I was in bondage to sin. But God offers us something so much more. And with that being said, it doesn't matter how far down the scale you are. God leaves the 99 to rescue that one lost sheep. He loves us more than we could ever fathom. As soon as we come to him and we ask for his forgiveness... It's done. The slate is is wiped clean. It's a fresh start. So even though you might be experiencing temptation or giving into sin and, and it's become a habit and, and you know what, now it's even beyond that. It's a stronghold in your life. God's love can break those chains. I'm living proof. Six years in recovery is possible because of Jesus Christ. Because of the healing that he has done within my heart, I've been set free. And as I mentioned, you know, sin is still a part of my life. You know, it's no longer drinking and drugs and weekend benders. But I am a human. And so when I have those moments, I just take it all back to him. And this has been a journey. I'm so grateful that he took hold of my heart. Because the path that I was on was leading to death. And I do see now that having that thought of wondering, you know, at what point is my heart just going to give out? was the Holy Spirit softly nudging me to be brave, to be bold, to take those steps towards change, even if it was scary, even though it was scary, because it was. Fear was another thing 
that I felt imprisoned by. But God's perfect love casts out fear. We have a choice which path we want to be on. And as we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and stand on the promises that are found in God's word, that leads to life. And life everlasting. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that your love heals everything. Everything. We thank you, Father, that As we turn to you, that leads to life, the joy and the hope and the fulfillment that is found in our relationship with you. What a gift. I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would convict us of any sin in our life, that we'd take it to you, that we'd ask for forgiveness and we'd know that it's done. We're forgiven. I pray, Father, that from there we would move on just proclaiming your glory, God. That when people see us, that they would see you and the life that you offer for sinners like us. Thank you that we're never too far down the scale of where your love can't reach us. We love you, we honor you, we give you the glory, God. And it's in your son's name we pray, amen. Thanks for hanging with me today. See ya. Thank you for supporting the Radiantly Healthy podcast. If today's episode has impacted you, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review, and maybe even share with someone that needs a little extra encouragement and a whole lot of Jesus. Also, I have more free resources available for you to encourage you on your journey towards greater health, healing, and wholeness including a weekly devotional and blog. You can find all of this plus the services that I offer over at jennychatima.com.